on a call. This is good. Okay, this is Serena Catania with OWC Radio's Creative Club, and I'm here at NAB 2019 with Larry O'Connor, the founder and CEO of OWC, who we owe all of this to. I have to thank you, Larry, because you're so supportive of creative people, and this show allows us to marry tech and creative. So welcome. Nice to see you. Thank you for having me back, and you know, <laughs> glad to be here, and you're really fantastic. I mean, this is, this is amazing. So NAB is actually crazy. There's all kinds of noise all around us. There's all kinds of activity. How busy has the booth been today for OWC? Day one has been a great day. It's been busy. It's been a great flow of folks. You know, I, you know, it's the people we get to talk to. It's you know, the, it's the people who love our products. It's the it's the people who love our products. It's the people who love to tell us how we can make our products better. It's the people who inspire us to, quite frankly, make you know the product, the solutions that we're going to be delivering tomorrow. So it's already been a great show. Been going nonstop, having a lot of fun. You know, I was up this morning about 2 a.m. local time to get out on a flight to be here, and it's been nonstop. It's been nonstop fun. So it's a great first day, to say the least. You just got back from judging the Extreme Tech Challenge. That's why it took you so long to get here. How many flights? Three flights or something like that from Necker Island to get here? Thankfully, it's a ferry ride and uh, just a couple of flights. Oh, there you go. Okay. But you've been traveling for a long time. So who won the Extreme Tech Challenge? Uh, this year's uh, champion was Active Protective, who, as part of the uh, Tech Challenge, actually, uh, when they, they won, they announced that they, 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 become the ta they become Tango. And their product is called Tango Belt. And, you know, it's the simple things, I mean, that really are life-changing. I mean, it, you, at first you might kind of go, an air, it's an, they, they produce an airbag belt that's for people that after surgery, you know, if you fall, the antennas prevent you from, you know, re-injuring a knee, breaking a hip, breaking any number of different things. And it's, they've spent a number of years developing it. It's not explosive. I mean, car airbags, you know, they use a charge to go off. They're very loud. They had to do considerations for... For, for nursing care centers, for you know, places where people, other people would be, and an airbag going off in those environments sounds like a gunshot. So all these little considerations come come to be in a product that is quiet, is reliable, that an elderly person can sleep in comfortably, so that when there's a major surgery, you know, when they, whether it be knee, hip, you name it, is something that they want to wear, they're willing to wear and it aids in the recovery. The really cool data from this, and I'm, you know, again, everything that we do and the things I really love have to do with sustainability and resource you know, maximization, so to speak. And a neat, uh, you know, kind of unexpected uh, benefit of, the, of people wearing the belt during physical therapy, you know, they actually recover, they actually walk further, faster, and with more confidence because they know they have something that's gonna protect them if they actually fall. So the recovery rate improves, survival improves because people want to get up and get going, and that's that's priceless. So never mind the falls that it, it saves somebody from an actual break on, because the fear is reduced or even taken away. You know, people are recovering faster and they're actually falling less. So it's it's really an amazing product, and anything that you know how to say aids in recovery, you know, reduces you know that that time to actually become in, well, independent again. That's that's that saves. I mean, that saves lives. That saves resources. You know, it, it makes people you know happier, and that's you know a big piece of it. So, who were some of the other judges that were there with you? You know, I am so horrible with names. You can't even put me. Okay, on never mind. They're all you know, the folks. That, I mean, they're you know you the certainly CES. You had a gentleman from Samsung. You know, all technology people who 
people have been around technology, people have been around investing in technology, people who see the seeds and understand the seeds of success, and not just a great idea, but a great team behind the idea that can make it real. You know, active protective one because I mean they're going into production. You know they're they're ready for you know that that big visibility. You know they they have the infrastructure in place to really make a difference out there. And the other two companies, quite frankly, one was I mean neck and neck, and I was kind of rooting for actually I was really rooting for Link. You know Link has a technology that seems you know it can be very very much oversimplified. They have a uh, it's basically a, a tracking device, tracking technology. Uh, you wear a little, uh, not a, uh, you either wear or carry a little pendant, and you sync these devices together, and it will up to, I believe the range is five miles on land. It's either 10 or 20 miles by air, but it'll it'll point you to where anybody in your party is. You can link up to 16 people. I think in a normal group they have larger versions available, but you click on the button, see where the person is, and it'll take you right to that person. It'll do that in close quarters, so you might be in an event and you want to bring somebody important over to your boss. That kind of gig, help you find out where that individual is, so you can bring them right over. Or in the wilderness, you know, you've lost a child. You got, you know, whether it's hiking, skiing, you know, whatever it may be, you know, you always know where those folks are. But the, that's not the half of what they've done. This device, this device right now is a manifestation of, of the new technology. Very low power, as a spread, frequency hopping technology that allows somebody's location data, number one, to be encrypted and to be virtually undetectable. Number two, to be, you know, again, broadcast over a wide range so these units can connect and sync and let people know where, well, let people know where everybody is. But the power, you know, for your iPhone, when you, if anybody's ever used Find My iPhone, you go in there, it's gonna broadcast out to a tower, you wait a little while, every few minutes it updates. This is instantaneous and it uses a tiny sliver of a fraction of the power that's needed for other location services. And right now, this is just integrated in their own little portable device, but they're working with, they couldn't name them, but they showed a picture of an iPhone, so I assume they're working with our, our friendly iPhone manufacturer and probably Samsung and other uh, mobile companies, as well as drone companies and everybody else to integrate this right into the devices. You know, for saving, and this is another thing, for saving lives, this is the first contract, the military uh, did recovery testing with this for injured soldiers and found that it reduced the time to locate and recover somebody who was unconscious or not responding you know, by 61%. So more than twice as fast they're finding folks that they need to find because of this versus traditional technology. And again, encrypted, safe, private. You can use it, nobody else can snoop on you. So, wow. I'm really not even, again, it's very hard to, even, it's not just simple finder technology, it's really the frequency, the compression, the location data that they can transmit over long distances with very low power. And I, I'm, I'm betting within five years we're going to see their technology integrated into pretty much anything that moves, I can see that technology be integrated into. It's wow. neat stuff. And look at it recently, when, you're looking, when you need to find somebody, you know, time can be the difference between life and death. So another thing that's really positive. And hey, school field trips, just having the peace of mind, a teacher can look down on an iPad and go, oh, all my kids are, you know. Absolutely. Where so. are the kids? And I'm talking too much. You need to talk. No, you're not. I, this is fascinating. I there think was one other one there. Yeah, and Living was there. And I'm sorry, and Living was there. And those guys are a little further. I mean, they're more... Uh, their stuff is real. They identified a molecule which they have a, a patent on that essentially they've determined is the, the key to disease prevention. It's one of those things that when you, the less you have, the more susceptible you are, the faster 
actually the more likely are to develop various diseases. And tests have been done. They've literally linked, uh, how to say, uh, arterial systems between an old mouse and a young mouse. The old mouse gets younger, the young mouse gets older. I mean, literally as, as that molecule, wow. how do I say, is more dispersed. And now they're doing injection testing. They've done, they're doing tests. They've done testing animals, for, even just for a simple heart attack. The molecule has a very short half-life, so the challenge is you can't just get, well, I guess you could technically get injections every day, but for somebody who suffers a heart attack, just one injection of this molecule substantially increases the, the rate of healing and the recovery, the amount of recovery of that heart after a heart attack. I mean, there's, it's the tip of the iceberg, and there's other things that are, all the things that are coming along that are gonna make our, our older life, our later years, how to say, more enjoyable, more pleasant, more healthy, you know, I mean, this, we're at the tip of the iceberg today, and they're going after this particular molecule. You know, we treat disease today individually. We see heart disease or this cancer, lung disease, whatever it may be, Alzheimer's. You know, it's all these different, I mean, we target them individually. This one molecule can be shown to have an impact across all disease in a preventative state. As you get older, you produce less, and these things happen. You amp this up, and it changes the game. So. Very interesting to see where they go. They're, they're literally a, a few billion dollars in uh, capital raise, they believe, and you know, five or ten years away from, you know, human, a couple years away from studies, five, maybe five, ten years away from commercialization. But it is amazing, you know, what's coming down the, uh, you know, the pipeline. And seeing these things at Extreme Tech, you know, this is, I mean, there was, you know, hundreds of amazing companies. You know, there was a top ten in, uh, in Vegas that were all really incredible. And they're, Today, I mean, how fast we can prototype, how fast we can, not talking biotech, but, you know, if you have an idea, you know, the engineering you can do very quickly, turnkey, the, the 3D printing that enables you to, to, to make your product, even print circuit boards in some cases, electronics, you know, it takes the, the cost way down, it takes the, the concept of prototype. You know, I walked in the CES this year, you know, a lot of the prototypes look better than some of these companies' final production you know, products just because of how good prototyping has become. Yeah. And you can actually prototype things that look production, whereas opposed to, you know, to come to CES a decade ago, you had to have a real product and had to have made a real investment, a huge investment. But WeWalk was one I really liked at, uh, how to say, at CES. And this is an aid for uh, people who have any kind of uh, uh, vis vision uh, disability. And it's a smart stick that integrates uh, maps so you can get directional. Maps for directional. It also uh, it it has uh, how do I say sonar? Sonar may be the word, the wrong word, but it has uh, proximity detection. So it's basically a, a smart walking stick that makes it much safer, much wow. more efficient, faster, and with built-in mapping. You know, for you know somebody who's blind, you know, to to effectively be self-sufficient. You know, and very economical. You know, there's a company that's showing they have the future in Europe. They're doing you know electric trucks that are effectively autonomous trucks for doing delivery. Identify most truck runs are short haul. They can do this with battery. You know, much safer. You know, you have drivers you know, fatigue. Much more efficient, greener. You know, that's the kind of future extreme tech challenge you know brings out. And it was really, really, really hard getting it down to three folks. And the top three, I have to say, this year, every year there's great contenders. This year, all three of them were amazing, and that's all awesome. of them were winners. It's got to be exciting to see things before they actually are in the marketplace and kind of. Envision the future. I remember many years ago at CES seeing the first driverless cars, and 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 thinking, oh my goodness, that's going to be in the next ten years, and here it is. You know, it's pretty awesome. But you know where you can look for all this stuff. You know, just you know, I'm I'm a big fan fan of sci-fi. 
you know, science fiction story. You know, all these products. I mean, they they should have they needed to put those patents and copyrights out. They've already created them. They're already they've already predicted what's coming. And but science fiction is becoming science reality, and every day we see more and more of that. You know, I've thought about that. Science fiction does predict the future. It's the crazy minds of the creatives that do that. That's awesome. So you mentioned sustainability. Can you talk about sustainability and how important that is to you as the leader of OWC? Certainly. You know, OWC, you, know, you really get down to our foundation, our core. You know, my dad's business was actually involved in the paper recycling. And that is saying that whole process. And I have to say, Hedy, let me see a little bit more of it. I mean, the chemical process. I mean, everything that's involved, the science that's behind it. Now, I don't know if I'd be here today. Now, it could be in a whole different industry. Now, I'm glad I'm where I'm at, but I mean, there's opportunity everywhere. And But, you know, at the very core of OWC, I mean, we sought to enable people to take their systems further. You don't need to buy a brand new machine. You certainly don't want to recycle the machine you have. Recycling electronics is a horrible process. I mean, a very, very wasteful process. The longer you can keep a product, keep a, keep something you know useful, you know in somebody's hands that can get benefit from it, the better. But you know we've been making things you know better than they were when they were new, and that's been you know super core. I mean where we can take you know resources and, and get the the most benefit from them. OWC is sought you know, from the very very beginning, and it's not just with technology. I mean obviously we do all these upgrades, we do these things that you know so you can take that Mac further. I don't like that Apple keeps soldering everything because that takes one of the one of the biggest, best things that, you know, made Macs Macs was how long they lasted and the user serviceability. You know, I'm, I'm really excited to see Apple desolder the, uh, the memory in their latest Mac Mini. The new Mac Mini is awesome, not to get off on a whole tangent here, but, you know, Apple needs to do more of that because what... People pay the big bucks for Mac because they last forever, and they last forever because people can upgrade them, modify them, do what they need to do. Not a year from now, two years, three years, five years, ten years from now, people are still using machines, you know, more than a decade ago because they're awesome machines, and they have the flexibility, have the capabilities of being serviced. So going back to uh, OWC, you know, certainly our focus is what we can do with this kind of technology, but where we can use technology to become less impactful, you know, we do. We've led the way. In uh, Woodstock, you know, we put up a, one of a very small number of Lee Platinum you know, facilities for our, for our headquarters. And that's not just a, not, it wasn't, it's not a big old fancy super, you know, you know, you know architectural, how to say, I don't know how to really put it. It's a functional building that is designed to be as low impact as possible. We didn't. We don't have a retention pond because we put in pavers. By having pavers, we don't have to have water collecting with things. The, the bad things that cars drop, you know, accumulating in a you know, toxic, you know, concentrator. You know, we have a bio bed system that actually breaks down anything that might fall out of a come out of a car. We don't use bottled water in Woodstock because we have a whole facility carbon water filter. You don't have to buy bottled water. You can actually, with you know, carbon filtration, but you only have to change, you know, and it's carbon, by the way. It's, it's, it's a natural product. Now, you only have to change it every five to seven years. You can have that clean, safe water, which it takes the chlorine out, takes the organics out, you know, throughout your entire home or operation. It's very economical, and it's very environmentally friendly. And you know, healthy. And healthy. Very, very healthy. Very healthy. I have a carbon filtration system at my house. Good for you. <laughs> I do. I love it. It's and it's the best tasting water you'll ever have. Uh, people laugh at me because I say I've got the best tasting water, and then they taste it and they go, "This really is good." It's a, it's a fantastic. You don't realize all the stuff that's in what you eat and drink. Anyway, that's a whole different podcast. Even bottled water, it's hard to find good bottle. I mean, right? You know, 
I took my, I had to convince my wife, and I, I kind of maybe even tricked her at one point to actually, and then, but once she, once she started drinking it, she was a fan. I mean, anyway, there's all these solutions. I mean, we don't need, and I'm really, I can not to keep on the water thing. Water's really near and dear. I used to write all the time about how much waste we have with water bottles. I mean, it really bugged the, uh, you know, bugged me a lot. And I was lucky. I mean, I would have probably wouldn't have known any better, but way back in the 90s, you know, actually some some friends of mine were selling carbon filters, and they they came over. They would take a bottle of beer and pour it through this thing, and out the other side would come. You know, it would it would be brown, kind of dark going in, and it come out clear on the other side. It's like that's amazing. And then you taste the water. You taste it. Yeah. <laughs> Where? I guess you drink it. So. We've got all these amazing things, and it's re- I'm really excited to see in the airports now you have those refill stations, and they're here at CES, at, at the NEB, at the, at the expo floor here. You know, it's, it's got to be tough. I mean, they make a lot of money selling water for more than, you know, gas costs. Yeah, it's ridiculous, but isn't it? That's typically the And then the other aspects of our facility, you know, we put up wind power. We put up solar. Now, in Austin, we have the, we have more solar capacity in our, in our building in Austin downtown than anybody else. And part of that may be zoning. Honestly, we're, in a, we're in kind of the right spot, but you know, we've made this investment, this commitment. You know, we built our facility in Woodstock. You know, that, we opened the doors to uh, OWC Woodstock HQ back in 2008. You know, that was a vision you know, I had you know, back in 2004, 2005. As, you know, we were looking for a new home. How are we going to do this? You know, we're going to do it right. We, we maximized light. So that you know, we reduce power during the day. I mean, our lights auto dim based on how much natural light there is. You know, every place we could save energy, reduce impact, and you know, we did. And putting up wind power. Now we didn't do it because there are incentives this that, or it certainly wasn't in fashion yet. I say yet because you know now it's the big old thing. Everybody wants to claim that they're green. And I do really appreciate you know again, somebody, Apple has done a really good job investing in solar. A lot of companies are doing a good job investing in renewable. But you know we did it because the technology is there. It has to have an ROI. If it doesn't have an ROI, then there's a, there's someplace better that you can save energy, reduce impact. But the ROI the ROI is there. It's good for air quality. It's it's good for our future. And you know I've got four kids, and you know certainly as I, I really realized you know what. You know, OWC was about in terms of how we extended technology's life, how we you know, really supported. You know, it's always about resource maximization. You know, we're going to use resources. We, I mean, that's we do it. We're, we're breathing air. That's a resource, and maximizing those resources has been something I've talked about and been you know, a big advocate, a big a, talked to whole. I guess really been excited and passionate about for you know certainly the last two decades. I think we've that's wonderful. For, we need more people like you doing say, that. We've been doing this for thir- we've been doing it for three decades, but wow. didn't really realize what we were doing. So it, t- it takes a little while. And you know, we have lots of folks out there that naturally do the right thing. You know, they do good. And you know, anybody who thinks that one person doesn't make a difference, you know, that's a huge, huge, you know, error. I mean, everybody makes a difference, and we need everybody to know that they do make that difference. And it's the choices they make. But everybody makes those choices. You know, that's what makes the world a better place. It does. So before you go, though, I want to ask you, uh, tell me what's in the booth that's new. 
Certainly, you know, we have all of our great, we have all our Thunder Bays, we have our, uh, our portable SSDs, our new Aura Pro X2 is being talked about and shown over in our booth. The X2 is our second generation upgrade for the, the MacBook Pro Retina, the Mac Pro 2013, and the MacBook Airs, and it's fast. It's much lower power, it runs cooler, you have longer battery life, and we stomp even the fastest Apple uh, SSD from a 2015 machine by about double. You get 3,300 megabytes a second now from a 2015 MacBook Pro. You have to buy a brand new MacBook Pro to get those speeds. You can do that in the old MacBook Pro. Now, most people just buy it because they need more capacity. And the best thing is now you're going to get more the capacity you need. You can keep that older machine going strong, make it like new. You have longer battery life, you know, reduce power consumption, and run cooler. And it's going to be unbelievably fast. I mean, beyond imagination fast you know, in those systems. And the biggest pride, the biggest news that you know, may be underreported and even, you know, I, I think the people who understand it really are excited about it, is SoftRaid. SoftRaid version 6 is now in the, is, is, is coming along. It's going to be released this fall. We're going to bring RAID 6 out, full APFS support, encryption support. And then on the other side, and of course, RAID 6, which now gives you the dual drive. I mean, with, with these bigger arrays, not going up to 84 terabytes, it's probably nice having two drives you know, to protect you instead of just one. But now, on top of everything else, software for Windows is being released. And software for Windows brings you know, the award-winning, high-performance, high-protection, you know, real, how to say, drive-fade-predictive technology to the Windows space. But not just the Windows, it enables you to move your volumes now between a Mac and a Windows machine with transparency, interoperably. Oh, that's, that's great. We know a lot of folks. You know, we, that's great. See, we're back there. They're, they're mixed environments you know, using Windows and Mac for the, you know, whatever's, you know, honestly, you know, we're Mac folks, but we have supported Windows. We, all of our products, by and large, work on, Windows and Mac, on both Windows and Mac. You know, and we use, well, where we have to, we use, and I hate to say it that way, but where we have to, we use Windows in our own facility. At the end of the day, you use what's best for your workflow. You use which platform is best in different in various parts of your workflow. And now our storage will seamlessly go from one machine to another machine, you know, plug and play on the direct attached side. And our Jupyter, of course, is network attached and works with everything right over the network. So, you know, we're trying to bridge the gap for everybody. You know, storage, you know. The, the product belongs to you. The, the creative output, the, you know, your work is your work, and how you want to use it, where you want to use it, you know, we want to make that as easy as possible, wherever, whatever that may be. That's awesome. Larry, I know it's really busy. Thank you for taking the time to do this. I My do pleasure. want to bring you back again soon, though, because you're doing some amazing work in the community for creatives, for nonprofits, for the earth <laughs> and water yeah. so i have to bring you back so we can talk about that okay i, need to, I, I talk way too much but I, no you don't i do want to get a, a, a quick plug to sciart sciart is another uh, project we've gotten involved with you know just like with technology we take everything for granted in terms of whether solid state drive is versus the hard drive you know you really shouldn't take that for granted most people think they're one and the same and something that shocked me uh, was the number of children, uh, in grade school children, even you know, beyond grade school, that don't have a good understanding of what we're doing in space. Don't even realize that we have an international space station you know, with astronauts and regular you know, trips to and fro you know, for research and you know, a future of humanity that is certainly you know, beyond, uh, you know, beyond our planet. And SciArts as a competition to provoke creativity in, in, in kids and it's a competition where they, they draw art related. Right now they're doing the moon landing anniversary is coming up. And it's a great competition, you know, to 
educate kids on the moon landing. Yes, we landed on the moon and what we're doing today. So it's an exposure. It, it's something that really you know, bring that you know, kind of, we don't talk about space like we used to. I mean, you see, you got these companies that are launching, but we, it's not like it was when I was a kid. You now with the shuttles going up all the time, you know, we went through some hard times and great times. But it's it's really fun that this group is bringing to a new uh, you know, new generation, making sure that that engagement's there and helping foster that just an understanding because it 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 just blows your mind how many kids don't realize you know what we're doing up there. But when they find out, I mean, it's incredibly inspirational. And guys, some people say, why do we even do anything in space? The things that we're doing for space exploration, trying to you know put ourselves on the moon, you know, establish habitat on Mars. You know, those things have tremendous, they've always had tremendous benefits for what we do here. Now, if we can survive on Mars, guess what? You know, that technology, what that can do to improve, you know, our resource use, uh, how we protect our environment, how we protect this planet, unbelievably incredible. Because the resources there, we don't have, I should say, the resources here, we don't have out there. And surviving there means that, you know, we can do a heck of a lot better job, more efficient job, you know, more respectful job. Yeah, and how we use our own planet's resources. So, thank you for letting me keep on just going. <laughs> no, it's I love that you think about all of this, and I also love that your company gets behind it. So I do want to bring you back on to talk in more detail about some of these other things and more about sci-fi too. I look right. forward to it. We get all a lot right. of great people at OBC that can that can share as well, and it's always a pleasure. Yeah, you have a yeah. great team. We'll have a happy and wonderful and profitable NAB 2019, and thanks for helping us get OWC Radio off the ground. I'm really excited about it. It's been a fun day. So this is Serena Catania with OWC Radio's Creative Club, and I am signing off. I'm with Larry O'Connor, the founder and CEO of OWC, and remember when I tell you guys, get up off your chair and go do something wonderful today. Thanks for listening. Thanks, thanks Larry. Serena. Take care. <laughs>